Bible Treasures Topic 11 Giving Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast Praise God for all the corrective teaching that we receive in this series of talks Now we are going to study how not to give You will find that all these are basic Christian disciplines because unless the foundation is strong cracks will develop on the superstructure but it is important to know what we mean when we say foundation please turn with us to your bibles in matthew's gospel 7th chapter we will read verses 24 onwards This is actually the concluding words of the Lord Jesus Christ for his great sermon on the mount. Therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. it did not fall because it was founded on the rock jesus speaks about the wise foundation or the rocky foundation or the solid foundation and in verses 26 and 27 he contrasts another house which was built that was on sand and it is necessary that we do not build the houses of our spiritual lives on this sandy soil and what does jesus mean when he says that the solid rock of that house he says whoever hears these sayings of mine my words that what jesus wanted to emphasize So in Matthew chapter 5 6 and 7 we have the full length sermon on the mount of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in these three chapters Jesus Christ has dealt with several Christian disciplines. Whenever he wanted to teach about a basic Christian discipline he always taught people how not to do it before telling them how to do it. For example the 6th chapter of Matthew's gospel we look at verse 2 he speaks about charity when you do a charitable deed do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets in other words instead of primarily motivating them for charity he was correcting their wrong practices in charity This was not an isolated incident the same thing he does also when he was talking about prayer Look at the fifth verse of the same chapter When you pray you shall not be like the hypocrites And when you come to verse 7 When you pray do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do In other words first do not then how to do it more example in the same chapter look at the 16th words when you fast do not be like the hypocrites now beloved now this is all the consistent pattern of the teaching of the lord jesus christ why did he do like that 
Unlearning is a prerequisite for proper learning. It's always more difficult. Unlearning is more difficult than learning. Nevertheless, it is very important. I told you that in these three chapters, Jesus was dealing with several basic Christian disciplines. But did you notice the first discipline that he taught to teach was in the second verse that is about giving, giving to people or giving a charitable deed. Hence the importance of the subject that we have begun to study today. Praise God, there is a revival of giving all over Christendom. I remember something which I have observed as a young boy. Our Sunday services in the church would begin around 8 or 8.30 in the morning. Now you will find that young children, boys and girls, they'll be just running zigzag across the street visiting the other neighboring Christian homes. You know for what? To collect changes and coins for offering in the church. But that situation has completely changed. Praise God for that. I believe that is the result of the revival that we are experiencing today. But one thing we need to be very careful at this point. When there are rains, you find not only grains, but also tares will sprout out. In the same way, when God sends out his showers of blessing through the Holy Spirit, not only sound doctrine, but also false doctrines will flood out. So when we talk about giving and during these times of revival, unless our giving is proper and acceptable to God, our loss will be dual. How do I say that? We lose our money here and we lose our reward there. So we need to keep this in mind when we move into this very vital subject. How not to give? we are going to consider 10 lessons. Today we will study lesson number 1. How not to give. Do not separate life from giving. Once again, do not separate life from giving. Beloved, because ministers and ministries are very anxious to raise as much money as possible for their ministries, they do not warn the givers against unholy living. Because they have an apprehension or they have a fear, they might offend the givers. But Jesus never ever had that kind of apprehension whenever he was presenting truths. For example, when he was talking about riches, you know what he said? It will be easier for a camel to enter the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. You can easily imagine how many rich people would have been offended when they listened to that kind of an illustration. But he was giving an eternal truth. Because the Bible is repeatedly teaching that holy living and acceptable giving are inseparable. Please turn with us to the book of Jeremiah. The sixth chapter, we'll read verses 19 and 20. Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on these people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words nor my law, but rejected it. And 20th verse comes as a challenge. 
What purpose to me comes frankincense from Sheba and sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable nor your sacrifices sweet to me. You know, after rejecting God's word, they were trying to offer unto God very costly gifts. It was not ordinary frankincense, it was frankincense from Sheba. And it was not a sweet cane which was grown there in their local country, but it was brought from a far-off country. But what is God trying to tell them? If you are not ready to obey me, I am not interested in your gifts at all. Your gifts may be costly, but that will not attract me. Your sweet cane is not sweet to me. In other words, your life should not be divorced from giving. You reject my word, I will reject your offerings. Beloved, this is not something strange. We all have a tendency to appease God, especially when we disobey Him. Now turn with us for a very interesting example in 1 Samuel 15th chapter. This happened in the life of the first king of Israel by name Saul. Now look at the third verse of 1 Samuel 15. What did God tell him? Go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them. But what did he do as we read in verse 9? He did not fully obey God. Bible says, but Saul and the people spared Argog and the best of the sheep and they destroyed only worthless things. But when he was confronted by the prophet, what did he say? What was the explanation or the excuse he was trying to present? Look at the 21st words. People took off the plunder sheep and oxen and they kept it to offer it as a sacrifice unto God. Now look at verse 22. Comes the eternal truth for all of us to really understand. Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Beloved, this is what we need to learn at right the outset of this topic. Obey is better than all your offerings and sacrifices or whatever you try to do unto God. Suppose you need, you really want to understand and have an example as to how you can offer an acceptable offering unto God. The best example is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with us to the book of Ephesians 5th chapter. First two verses to you. Be followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. And what is verse 3 saying to us? But fornication, uncleanness and covetousness, they should not even be named among you. In other words, if it is a holy living, it becomes a sweet smelling aroma before God. If it is an unclean living or unholy living, it is totally rejected. Preachers have a tremendous responsibility here. Turn with us to 2 Corinthians 12th chapter. Read verse 14. Paul writing to the believers. For the third time I am ready to come unto you. I do not be burdensome to you. 
I do not seek yours, but you. Once again, I do not seek yours, but I seek you. Because of this teaching, the believers also had their priorities set right. For example, turn with us to the 8th chapter of the same epistle. Look at the 5th verse. Here we meet the example of the Macedonian Christians. What is the testimony about them? This they did not as we had hoped, but first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Order is very important. First they gave themselves to God and then they just helped us who are preachers. So that order should never be changed. And even when they wanted to give to us, it was by the will of God. Not according to their whims and fancies or their sentimentality. So beloved, this truth must be restored to our pulpits and our pews. Whenever we go to partake of the Lord's Supper, you know, what do we do? We go through a time of self-examination. In the same way, every time we want to offer unto God, anything unto God, it is right and it is scriptural to go through a time of self-examination. Now turn with us for the teaching in book of Malachi, third chapter. And I'll read the third verse to you. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi, purge them as gold and silver, so that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Our words cannot be clearer than this. Beloved, there is another point we want to tell you. We should not only get right with God, we should get right with our fellow men also. Turn with us to the famous passage in Matthew's Gospel, 5th chapter. Read verses 23 and 24 to you. If you come, bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer the gift. Immediately there may be a question. Who should take the initiative for reconciliation? Whether the offender or the offended. I want to tell you that whether it is you are the offender or you are the offended, that is immaterial. Actually, in this passage, we just now read to you, you are the offender. But when you come to Matthew's Gospel 18th chapter, there it says, if your brother sins against you, you go. In other words, whether you are the offender or the offended, you who want to give something to God, you go. Yes, beloved, if only this truth can be restored to our churches, we will have more of righteousness than riches. Then immediately there may be a question. Does God then accept offerings only from perfect people? But there is no one who is perfect? The answer is very simple. Confess all your known sins unto God. Be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And make reconciliation and restitution wherever necessary and possible. And that way you can walk in fellowship with God. Then your offerings will be acceptable before a holy God. 
Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for the word that we have meditated today. Help us, O God, to live holy and give with holy hands. Thank you, Lord, that you accept offerings from our hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.